right, folks, another Tuesday, another pod. Last week we saw six members on the pod. This week it's just man-to-man, one-on-one. Me and Jay Chatty, uh, <laughs> we had some good laughs last week, Chadwick. You're back by popular demand, I think. That was like our best podcast in weeks. I do miss the bed, I will say. I do miss the bed. The bed was comfortable. It got a little <laughs> warm in there with eight or nine people in that one hotel room, but uh, it was pretty comfortable, I will say. But uh, yeah, yeah. back home now. Um, road trips are done for a little while back in Michigan and uh, going to be a good episode. So this is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. Jason, are you ready to talk about your sorrows here? Sorrowful season that it was. Uh, I've, I've had a while since on it, so I think it's time to unveil the feelings to the fans. So sometimes it can be good to reflect and uh, get it off your chest, you know, maybe event a little bit. We've had plenty of people, including myself, do that on this on the show from time to time. Um, this is the second year in a row. We haven't even gotten into late August, well, and I'm already venting about my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> That's this is not the second a good year sign. In a row. Well, so last year there was hope for the Gators going into Slate Five, yeah. right? Because they acquired you. Yeah, I think you needed think, to win at least two against the Cats. Yeah, we need to like win two, and then like the D. Yeah, it was very low likelihood, but we still had a chance. Yeah. Well, we'll get into all that today because I think definitely a lot of fans, specifically Gators fans, are probably a little bit upset, rightfully so. I mean, I feel them as a Lions fan, as a Tigers fan. It's never fun when your team's losing. Uh, it can oh. be rough. You, you always want to point fingers, who to blame, why it's going wrong, but it's just the reality sometimes. And uh, definitely has not been a fun year for you guys. Although, I will say, you guys came into the year confident, it seemed like, and your margin of defeat was never very big, so I did feel bad for you guys at times. I, uh, I, will, I, I will say real quick that this year did feel a lot different than the last year's Magic team. I mean, the last year's Magic team, we were just getting trounced like on a weekly, <laughs> on a weekly basis. I mean, we were just getting drilled, but this year was at least a little more competitive. So you you don't want to hear the comparisons between the 2022 Magic and the 2023 Gators. Is that what I'm hearing? No. No. This year's Gators team, I think, would, would do some damage to last year's Magic team. Oh, my gosh. That's the matchup we need to see. If there was yeah. like a video game, MLW, you simulate a game between the Magic and the Gators, Magic of last year and this year's Gators. The question is, are you on both rosters? I've, I see one common factor here, Jason. <laughs> oh, trust me. I've seen a lot of comments with one common factor, so I've heard that one before. That's not fun. I feel for you. You got eliminated <laughs> twice last year, once this year. I mean, I, you've played in how many postseasons? Is well, you, I guess you the Magic were on a streak there for a little while when you first joined the league. Yeah, I, I, I'm but, I'm two for four in making postseasons now. Yeah, that's well, could be worse. Maybe I don't know. Is there a know. player that with a worse with a worse percentage? I'm not quite sure. To be honest, I don't know. I'm pretty low right now. You're down there. I'm pretty. Fifty's not. Fifty's not great. <laughs> I'm pretty low on my wiffle ball self esteem. So, well, I was gonna ask because, like you said, you guys came into the year more confident, and it did feel different compared to last year's Magic. I felt like you guys did have a chance entering every single series, and you guys came out firing. You know, you beat the Magic big when Grant pitched in the first game of the yeah. year. But did you ever like feel? the shift in energy towards the wrong end of the spectrum? Like, was there a moment in time you think, or just like a like gradual tear of the band? I think it was a very gradual 
downfall. And then the game two against the Diamondbacks, I feel like was just like the sword in our throat. Like we were, we were one pitch away from, from tying up that series. Chris just fell over. I I don't even know what happened on that play, but I think that was the game that really put a, a, a knife into our side right there. Yeah. You know, I'm making a piece of content tomorrow uh, reflecting on the Gators' hardships, and uh, I, I watched that playback today and was looking to use some footage from it, but uh, there's a clip in particular, I guess I can even throw it up right now, where it really wasn't, there wasn't really too much sulking going on, a lot of disappointment out there for sure, and then Chris kind of slowly walked off the field, but then it just kind of pans, and you're just like, near the mound, just hands on your knees, looking down, and I was just thinking. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, me and George are- I remember watching me and Jory, we both just put our hands on our head, just like looking up at the sky, like, why is this our life right now type thing? (laughs) I mean, yeah, but even then, so that's what I'm saying. And I've been there too on bad teams. And I've kind of always always felt the same way. Like, we're not that far off. Like, I feel like you put us in the postseason next. Like, we can do some damage, which we can't win a game for whatever reason. Because you're referencing that moment as like the shift in energy. But at that point, you guys were already the three and five three and six ish yeah we would have been so like you were already down yeah i think at that yeah i think we were two and six at that point because we won one against the eagles yeah so regardless um i also thought about that moment for sure as a tough one because you never know seasons can change based on one play and uh i kind of knew you guys weren't going to go out there and win the third game after that (laughs) after that heartbreaker (laughs) I remember, uh, I remember game three. I think Chris like struck out the side in the top of the first. We didn't say a word. Like we just put our head down and walked to the dugout. Like it was the most just depressing one, two, three inning I've ever been a a part of on a team. Like we just did not even want to be there at that point. Well, I I also thought about two today when I was writing these questions up and uh, thinking about what I wanted to ask you. Um, I feel like a big deflator for you guys was actually that first day. Because you came yeah. out so confident and so ready, and like there was some hostility in the air between you guys and Curdy because you yeah. left the team and then playing yeah. them the first series. It was, it was a highly anticipated matchup, and then yeah. facing RJ, right, the young kid who had never pitched before. <laughs> I feel like getting shut out by him and getting dominated by him could not have been great for the overall confidence of the squad. No, like we had, we have never seen the kid before. And mind you, I don't know if people know this when he was warming up. Like he probably threw. Oh, people 40... know this. We've talked about this. Yeah, like literally, and me, uh, me, Chris Jorgens, they're like in the back. We're just like, dude, this kid, like, he can't find a strike zone right now. We're we're, <laughs> we're, so, we're so confident. And then, yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, but we were like so like upbeat about ourselves after that game one against the Magic, and then we saw, oh, we got a fourteen year old on the mound now. Like this is like dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably your first mistake right there yeah 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 that, that wasn't a very good start to the year for sure no I, i'd agree um but I, I do think like i said you guys have been competitive if i can say that just not finding yeah. ways to win games uh three and nine's not where you want to be out of the postseason already you guys got to play us in a couple weeks put on a brave face and go out there <laughs> and just get this through is, it, uh, i guess this is going to be the, the my first ever like meaningless series in the MLW, and I don't know how to well, feel about it's it. Not meaningless for me, I'll tell you that right now. No, not for but, you guys, but for me it is. Yeah, for me it is. But, you know uh, what? I'm just going to go out there and have fun with my brothers. 
That's what <laughs> That's it's all true. about. Those are your best friends. Come on. Those are your best friends. <laughs> That's well, what it's all about. They, I can kind of get Chris's mood and his energy from seeing him out there. And I've seen Georgie frustrated too, but yeah. uh, what's uh, Georgie? Cause I, he, like Georgie's had a pretty good year, right? I mean, if, yeah. if you, if yeah. you guys were winning games and his win loss record was better on the mound with how high his average is and his power yeah. numbers, like low key, he could be like an MVP candidate. I don't no, see that happening because of the record. Seriously. Has, he, he, been, has be. he been a good sport about it or is he down on you guys a bit? No, I mean, he, he's been like fine. Like I think, he just wanted to come into the year and just get better than he was was last year. Obviously, he's done that. I mean, there's been a few moments where I think he threw a couple bats in the Diamondback series. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of like how he is. Like if you know Georgie, he's super, super competitive and has a really high temper when it comes to competitiveness. So it's kind of just who he is. Yeah, I mean, you, you've known him for longer than I have. I feel like he's usually a pretty calm and collected guy, but I, I think that was a moment, like I said, where he's been so good and just the record being what it is, yeah. it's probably pretty tough. Yeah, I think but, I think that he had like struck out, I think like five or six straight ABs against the Diamondbacks, mm-hmm. and I think he just like chased a, a bad pitch and the frustration got to him. He heaved the bat over the center field wall, but <laughs> that was about <laughs> Kyle tried to brighten the mood a bit by putting some sound effects behind those clips. <laughs> um, what about Zerlag? We haven't really talked much about Zerlag on this show. No. I interview you guys mm-hmm. a lot, and you guys are all yeah. friends, so I hear a lot about you, Jorgensen, Cheatham. But yeah. what's going on with Zerlag? I feel like he's had a, a quiet year, too, after kind of being a, steadil- a steadily improving player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has not looked like himself out there. This yeah, year. Uh, I think it's honestly just a product of like the league getting so much better. Like He... He's up at school all year, so I know it's not really easy for him to like come down and practice with us. So he doesn't really have much of a way to like get swings in in the wintertime. Um, so I think it was a product of that. And every pitcher we face now is just kind of dominant in their own way. So I think it's just kind of mm-hmm. tough kind of at this point. I see uh, very similar to Daniel Schultz, who came out and struggled this year early. Yeah. It was good to see Dan hit the ball a little bit against you guys. Sorry it was you, the punching bag. but It was great. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was uh, it was good to see. Come on, as a fan of the game, as a fan of the league, seeing Dirty Dan hitting some homers finally. Those were his first two of the year. Yeah. I was happy for him. I didn't re- I didn't realize those were his first two homers of the year. I had no yeah, idea. He's been quiet. He's been quiet. He had Zach <laughs> yeah, I, I had that no order. idea Zach's those were. I had no idea to be honest with you. They are uh, they're quietly kind of surging here as of late. They took down yeah. the Cobes two out of three, and then take you guys down two out of three. They're a team that uh, scares me a little bit moving into the postseason, just because we've seen them at times last year like look like the best team. They were yeah. like eight and one at the break last year, looked unbeatable, yeah. swept us. So I'm uh, I'm not <laughs> sleeping on them at all as a squad. I know Dan's yeah. been quiet, and their secondary arms kind of up in the air a bit. Blade's sort of settling into that role, but yeah. he hasn't really pitched enough yet for us to know anything. What'd you see from Blade? He's a newer guy. Not many people. Oh have yeah, I mean he shoved against me. I think I was like zero for five against him. He's like oh, he's that was, like the that modern was the game two stat book I sent you, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that was Blade. <laughs> Guys, yeah. I was putting in, I was doing the data entry of the stats on uh, Thursday before the video came out, and I opened the the stat book, the Mister Schultz stat book, to page two of the series, and it's I think Chris and Cheatham two three in the batting order, and it's just K's filled out on the whole sheet. <laughs> you guys were both like over three with three K's or something like that. Yeah, he's like I feel like most like young pitchers like Trey, um, RJ, 
jacks and all of them have like a really hard drop and then kind of like a secondary pitch to go along with this like blade has a slider and like those really hard drops like are so hard to hit at times if they locate them and he just i mean he was really good against us i think he only walked a couple of guys only allowed one hit maybe so i mean i thought he was definitely improvement from what dan's shown this year so i mean if they can can rely on him in the playoffs. I think they have a really good one too. I think, like you said, the the younger guys have that overhand sort of straight down drop off mm-hmm. twelve six like Blade has. We're definitely in a new era of pitching. It was like when I was first playing. When I came back into the league, it was pretty much slider riser, and then some guys had like a pretty drastic, yeah, um, like gypsy drop. Or Jim had his like twelve six curveball that he spun. Yeah. But like these are just like right out of the hand, just firm. Yeah, it's those and two seams now. That's how it was when I when I came to the league in 2020. Like it was literally just like Cratch was throwing all slider. Jimmy was throwing sliders. You were able sliders to pitch are, then. You can't you can't get away with that anymore. <laughs> no, no. I remember you would throw a slider. All I threw was slider riser. Like I don't know. Like it, it's crazy looking back at videos from my rookie year. To like see how different pitchers are now. I know everyone always talks about the production value of like when they watch back old videos. Like oh my gosh, it's so much better now. But I think the quality of play goes unnoticed a little bit, specifically on the pitching side. Yeah, like I'm like I'm not trying to like throw shade at some of the older guys, but like some of the new kids now that are like RJ, like 14 years old, compared to the some of the guys like in the league when oh, I man. got into the league, like it's not even close. Like it's not even rem- like the worst guy on a roster in today's MLW would be a good player on a lot of teams back in 2020. Yeah, you know, I think back to my glory days on the mound, and I'd, I'd like to think that I could hang, like, in present day at my best, but I don't know. Like I said, I was a slider. I was, like, a two-pitch guy. I had, like, a slider, a sidearm slider, and then I had, like, variations of the drop, and I could locate good, but I didn't have the two-seam. I didn't really oh. have, like, a quick slide drop or anything. My riser mm-hmm. was never very good, so I think I'd be pretty mediocre, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how I was the last couple of years. And like I could tell every year I was just getting worse and worse. And it was kind of just like, okay, I need to either revamp or do something. But like that's why I think Cratch is so good. Like if you watch Cratch in 2020 compared to what he throws now, like it is such a difference. Yeah, I agree. You got to evolve. And I was going to try to, uh, I, and I kind of did. And I still am a little bit, but. Like, I remember when we got eliminated from the playoffs in 2021. I think that was the first year that I missed. We missed back-to-back postseasons. Mm-hmm. No, 2020 and 2021 we missed. Was 2020 the year where, like, it was, like, a really neck-and-neck standings? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's that yeah, was, like... In the NL. Yeah, the Eagle... Wait, who won that NL? Gators. The Gators won it? Oh, no. So it, so it was... The Eagles won the NL in the regular season, but the Gators won it all. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was eight and seven, eight and seven, eight and seven, seven and eight. Yeah, Mallards. That's and eight. that's didn't they su- didn't they didn't you get swept to like miss the we playoff? We choked so bad. We choked so <laughs> yeah. bad. We lost. We, so yeah, all we had to do was win one game against the D-backs. The yeah. D-backs back then was Norp, Ben Wilson, Heath had started to play a little yeah. bit, and they had uh from Holly, um, Gavin Noreski. So that yeah. was Norp's rookie year. And he really wasn't like the captain of the squad yet, but no. we had to beat them one time and we did not beat them once. And, but even then we still had a chance to make it. If the Gators were to beat the Eagles, I think two out of three, 
yeah. then goes out there and hits a walk-off home run in one of the games to to sink our uh, ship. But I remember that. That's like the D-backs were like one and eight, and then they well, faced then, the, then Norp started to figure it out. Yeah, they they faced so, the Gators when Georgie had COVID or whatever yes. it was, and they just smashed. yeah. We really got it was some unfortunate events for us that year. I mean, whatever yeah. we are where we are now, I'm confident yeah. in my abilities this year. But yeah. Um, yeah, so like you said, the, the D-backs were one and whatever, and we were like decent, and then we just like lost. I think uh, five of our last six games, including yeah. three losses to the D-backs. Yeah, so we totally choked. Yeah. What I was gonna say though is I remember being like super upset and obviously not very happy that we missed the playoffs, and thinking to myself like I really gotta evolve my game as a pitcher. Like next year, I started to work on that. It just didn't work out. I guess I don't know. No. Like I said, my mechanics have never been the same since baseball. But yeah. I think Ryan has probably done the best job at that. I can't think of For anybody sure. else who's probably remotely close. Dallas, I mean, yeah, yeah, people I, have made changes, but not like yeah. Ryan has. I think he's like the only one. Like Kyle's still going strong, but from like 2020, he's like the only one that's like my rookie year that's still like just as good as he was when I got into the league. Yeah, he's uh, he's a he's a good pitcher. I, I think he still plays college baseball. I'm telling you, the baseball thing helps. <laughs> I know. That definitely helps. No, it's got to help it, keep your arm and body in shape. It, it does. Like my my swinging times this year. I mean, I started off the year like super slow. Then mm-hmm. this year, and like this is my first year without baseball in the winter time. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think that's why we make the joke. Like me and you, and we're out there struggling. Like God, it's a young man's game. I think because well, the young guys have time. First of all, a lot of them yeah. play baseball. And then a lot of them, like in the summers, don't have jobs or anything like that. Like RJ is yeah. so young, just turned fifteen. Like, he probably <laughs> has a lot more time this summer to go out there and play with his friends. Like we used to every day. We used to play every single day with ball at, yeah. at, in Kyle's front yard at Colts Field. Yeah. So it definitely favors the the kids, man. They play a lot more than we do. We got to go out there and try to hold our own as these old guys. <laughs> also, just their bones, man. Their bones are just so younger than ours. Yeah, we get sore. We're slow. We're lethargic. We're tired from a long day at the office. Yeah, I can't. I can't walk upstairs without my right ankle cracking every step. Like it's getting bad. My ankle's been cracking every step since I was like six. So yeah, I've asked a doctor about it before, and they don't. They said it's fine. But every step I take, my ankle like pops on both sides. Both of them do. Yeah, I used to turn in tests. I can recall several times. Remember what? Remember when the Nike Roche phase like yeah. was a huge thing? Yeah. Every kid wore Roches. Well, so I, ha- I had a pair of Roches when I was probably in like, I don't know, 10th grade, 11th grade, somewhere in there. And those things are like socks. Like yeah. there's not a whole lot to them. There's not a whole lot of support there. It's basically like you're walking around barefoot. And I remember having to like stand up and turn in an exam. Like my teacher would have like a little bin. You'd like walk up and put your like bubble sheet and your booklet in to turn in your test. And it was dead quiet in the room. I was one of the first ones done. And like every step I took, my feet were just clicking my ankles. And everyone's like looking around, like, what is that? <laughs> like, is that your feet? And I'm like, no. That's- but it was, I, I found it awkward. I don't know if anybody noticed, but I feel like they definitely did because the room was so silent. My ankles were cracked every step I walked across that room. <laughs> That's what would happen. Did you ever play Heads Up 7 Up as a kid? Oh, you were probably a dead giveaway. You couldn't play that game. <laughs> I, I was. That game existed. I was you, like literally I, you would just hear my ankles cracking as I walked away after touching your body. And it was just like, I wonder that gotta is. be honest. I think I used to cheat and heads up seven up. I'm pretty sure everybody was cheating. Yeah. Like you look at his shoes, socks. Yeah. Well, so you're supposed to put your head, well, you're, <laughs> you're supposed to put your head face down on the desk. Well, yeah, I would just like use my arm 
and look through the gap in like my elbow. Yeah. And then, yeah, you could see people's shoes. Then it'd just be a dead giveaway. Yeah. They're like, uh, I think it is Nick when you knew the whole time. But yeah, I played off like you weren't cheating. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been there. I've been there. Those times, man. Sometimes I reminisce about middle school activity days. Uh, games. I don't remember many games besides Heads Up Seven Up. To be honest, yeah. a good Kahoot you can never beat. I mean, that was like a high school thing. I did. I, sure I played Kahoot a couple times in college. Well, you didn't go to. You went to a smaller school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we had like a Got massive a dog on the dogs here. We had we had like twenty seven person Kahoots in our biggest lecture. Yeah, I think my biggest yeah, lecture like hall. person Kahoots. I think my biggest lecture was maybe 30, 30 people in college. That was your biggest. Yeah. I think my like some yeah. of my first year courses, like the ones that everyone has to take, like a lot of kids have to take regular like college chemistry. Yeah. That one was probably like two fifty, three hundred. Yeah, I would just get nervous. Most of my engineering lectures were like hundred and twenty, hundred and fifty. They weren't quite as big. You, you said you get nervous. I'd start sweating in front of that many people. You're not like up there in front of a class. You're just sitting. It's basically like sitting in an no. auditorium watching a show. Like what? What sucks about e- yeah? What sucks about Adrian is because the lectures were so small. They still like cold call on people like it would in high school. Yeah, it doesn't happen. At MSU. Yeah, it would suck, dude. Like suck. <laughs> I bet it would. <laughs> it was awful. Uh, awful. What are what? Uh, back to wiffle ball here a little bit. What are what's going to keep Gators fans at ease here over the next couple weeks? To even maybe the off season and nothing happens, like no picks next year, no, no new personnel coming in unless you guys make some moves. No. What uh, what should they expect to see? Hey, what, what can I, they be at least somewhat optimistic about? Yeah, I mean, uh, the first thing I would say is like it's so easy in this league to go from worst to first. Like it's it's not like it isn't. Is it easy? I don't know if it is. I mean, uh, I think it's very doable. Doable. Didn't you guys win yeah, the? Yeah, uh, we, last we, year? Missed, we won that. Yeah, we did. Okay. Okay. Fair. Okay. The last two years, we've had a, a worst to first. The worst to first happened because I had a number one overall pick. Yeah. And the Magic had a top two pick. They ended up flip flopping with us and it worked out for them because um, the yeah. RJ thing was such a steal, too, on, t- on top of getting Grant. But um, yeah. you don't have that right now. So, no. What's uh, I gonna do? I, I, you know, we we've been in communication. Are you guys talking about it at least? Are you talking about? Yeah, it we we've had we trust we've been we've been in Bali on vacation for about a month now. So we've had plenty <laughs> of we've had plenty of time to uh, to think of some things. But I'll tell you, we're definitely not going into the season with the same roster we did this year. That's that's a guarantee. Okay, I'll say you that. Gotta add something or someone. Yep, yep. There, well, yeah, there, there will be something along the lines. When I'm looking at it, I'm saying, well, they have no draft pick here. Um, you don't have that much trade capital unless you send Georgie away, but that would be tough, man. Send it away like you're only this is tough mean to you, but you're currently yeah. you're only like player with a lot of production. It'd be tough to trade yeah. him away. So that would surprise me. Not saying it's impossible for the deadline, but it would surprise me. But I just don't know how you're gonna get that draft capital unless you move him or move multiple guys. Like it could be a very right. different Gators team if you do go for it's- a pick next year. It's uh, I'll say it the other day. It's a business. It is a business, but that, right. that's tough Regard- for me too because I'm thinking about it like logically, and like you guys are all yeah. friends, so I'm like, yeah. how are they gonna make this happen? I I, I think everyone knows that Georgie would give us really the only return that would like increase our chances to be successful next year. Adding multiple players, maybe a pick. Um, so you know, if if it did come down to that. 
you know, we'll still be friends. Okay. So what would you business. personally, what would you yeah. rather have? Would you rather go after an existing player in the league, old or young, or would you rather go for a draft pick and start the clean slate? See, somebody? It, it, it depends what this pick is about it you, is. not the Gators. Just yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it definitely depends like what pick it is. Like if it's a young player that we could start right away, I'd rather have that over like the eighth pick. Obviously, I know like the eighth pick, you know, it's super unpredictable with the MLW drafts, especially. Um, but I mean, see, that's that's tough. I probably an early draft pick, early draft, someone pick. that we someone we can build a foundation around. That's I'm, probably what I'm we would go after. Of, I'm trying to think of who might have them because I think you, well, you guys right now are looking like you may have, like, you may have earned the Gators place, mm-hmm. like a number one draft yeah. pick. However, I believe your pick belongs to the Wildcats, Wildcats. is that correct? Yeah, Wildcats. So that's someone you could try to go after, potentially about to, in my opinion, the Cats could use a breath of fresh air. That's just my opinion, but um, yeah. I know they're still a pretty solid team. They swept us, so so that might be yeah. a tough one to squeeze out of them. We'll see. Um, Kyle is known to make moves, though. Yeah. And then beyond them, number two would be like, uh, I guess whoever, we're still too early. To, we're still yeah. too early to tell still. Whoever, whoever sneaks out of the playoffs. Could be Preds, could be Cobes, could be Eagles, could be a lot of different people. Um, and then, like I said, the Predators, in my opinion, too, need a draft pick. They haven't added anybody new in forever either, so um, they, that'd be another tricky trade. I will say they, they kind of have, I'm not going to say they've been bad at drafting, but some of their draft picks have been a little questionable. I can't remember if I defended the Longman draft pick on this podcast yet or not. I probably have, but if you didn't hear me the first time, I will say, yeah, if we're going to look at Preds draft picks, um, like the first ever draft, they had the last overall pick, so that yeah, one's kind of like that, James that's Swanson. Kind of a wash. He's actually been around a lot. Swanson's, honestly, yeah. for a number eight, like our he's number seven, whatever man. he was. Yeah, yeah, he's been around. He's dedicated. Yeah. I think it's not a bad pickup. No. But then after him, it was Rudy. Rudy has not been great over the years. However, did have a good series in the last outing against the Wildcats. We'll see if he can continue that moving forward. So that's yeah. kind of another iffy one there, which and he was a decently high pick, I believe. I think he was mid middle of the draft. Yeah. Then they had the Mac Holly pick. That's the one that you can really point a finger at and say wasn't a great idea. Yeah. Because I think McGlade was a free agent, actually. They got he was. Holly they actually drafted. Yeah. McGlade has proven to be more successful than Holly. <laughs> Holly's like on their reserves right now, not even on the team. Yeah. Um, just a Decision that was made, I think, with too much emotion, not enough logic. He's another buddy of yeah. like Ryan's and Steve's at Alma College where they played baseball at. So that one didn't work out for him. But Jake Longman, um, you know, a lot of guys, of course, like aren't at all the tournaments, don't have all the scouting reports. So Kyle and I, really Kyle, like tries to outline the talent that's available, where they're from, what their age is, what they're good at, whether it's pitching, hitting, all that kind of stuff. Links their social media so we can go look at them, see what kind of like vibe they have. And, uh, We've known Longman forever. He's been in our first ever tournament we did in Ohio, like the Cedar Point Slugfest in 2017, I think it was. So we've known him for a very long time, watched that guy grow up. And he, uh, of course, we always have teams contact players and they're interested in selecting them, saying like, hey, are you interested? Would you be down to do this? We play this often. Um, This is where we play at. Can you make this trip? Blah, 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 that kind of thing. And at first, I think Longman was a bit hesitant, like, I don't know, I play football. I'm not sure if it's going to work out, that kind of thing. And there was other guys in his circle as well that there was some slight interest from, from other teams too. So some of those messages went out. And then Longman came back later and was like, oh, I actually think I would love to give myself a shot in this league. Like, if you still want to draft me, I'm totally down, that kind of thing. So 
we gave the Preds their green light on that, saying, yeah, he's interested in playing. Um, we think he'd be a good fit for you guys. He can pitch really well. He's a good hitter. Played at our tournaments for years. Like Seems to like the game a lot. Competitive guy. Good spirit. That kind of thing. So he had like our blessing from Kyle and I. But unfortunately, um, football ended up did end up getting in the way. Uh, we put a lot into it this summer, and I think he's doing camps and just practicing every day, training, that kind of thing. So, um, unfortunately, just, you know, things in his personal life changed, so he hasn't made it to the Meadows at all. I think, to, too, which is a bummer. I don't know if this is true, but I've heard this. No idea. I don't follow him on social media, but I heard he tore his ACL, so I feel really bad. That's what Warda, summer in football. Warda told me. So, I mean, yeah. I, he, I assume he told Warda because Warda told I me. I heard it from Warda, too, but yeah. that's also a bummer. So, he is, like, done, done for the year, guys. Unfortunately, he's hurt himself. I think he's done with football and wiffle ball. But uh, so that one was kind of just a tough break for the Preds. Yeah. It just, it looked worse than it was because of the Holly selection last year. You know, that's yeah. compounded with that has been a tough look for the Preds organization, I think. So I yeah. do expect them to make a selection in next year's draft slash waiver wire thing that we're transitioning to. So, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, but, I actually like, I mean, if for those, I mean, most people kind of that Rudy, like in, Baseball is a freak at baseball. So, like, I i didn't hate that pick at all. Like, I assumed it would translate from baseball to football like it does for most guys. Um, and maybe it's just taking him a little bit longer to finally get acclimated. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I agree. But let's get into this week's comment of the week. Uh, this one's interesting, Chad. It comes after you a little bit. Not really, but your team as a whole. But I think it's a fair thing to say um, yeah. based on this year's performance and uh, they said the Gators just don't have a nail in the coffin type of player I think Cheatham and Jorgie are great Chadwick is good but every other team has the one guy who can completely just win a series by themselves definitely interested to see how they proceed with this roster do you agree with that disagree with that how do you feel uh, about yeah, that 100% agree with that yeah I like we, I mean, we don't we just game we we've been talking all year like we we have a bunch we have in my opinion, two really good number two pitchers and then mm-hmm. three guys that can be really good two, two or three hitters in a lineup. I, I got to think particularly a lot of teams saying like everyone has a, t- a player who can carry. I mean, I would definitely mm-hmm. categorize Robles as that guy for us when he can do it You know, on the mound at the plate. You got Cratch on the Preds. You got Schultz on the Cats. Dallas. The Eagles. Dallas is pretty good on both sides yeah. of the ball. D-backs, you got Norp. Magic. The Magic. They have imagine, RJ. Imagine kind of playing like a team. I mean, they have RJ yeah. and Grant, the one-two punch, but they don't really have yeah. that double-way player right now. So that's a, no. that's a maybe an outlier to that statement. Yeah. And then the Cobras, I mean... Like last year, last year it was Baron like Barron. Yeah. Like if you scored one run last year, you'd win the game with Barron on the mound. So so you think this is more directed at pitching is how you interpret it, you think? Pitching yes. is massive. I, I yeah. think so, because if you look at our team stats, I was looking at them before. Now, they're a little inflated because of the shellacking that we put on the Magic in game one of the season. But, like, we're still, we're, 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 we're just about top three or top four in every single statistic hitting-wise. It just came down not getting the, the big hit. But pitching, I don't know if we had more than one or two shutouts the entire year. I was just going to say it. Shutouts are huge. Yeah. Because like, runs are hard to come by in wiffle ball. And even if your ERA is like somewhat low, yeah. it's better. To, it's it's low-key better to have just a bad game and get <laughs> out of your system where you give up six in one inning or whatever yeah. than it is to consistently give up two or three a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I think the shutouts are Chris, huge. Chris is four of Chris's. Like, I love Chris. He 
pitched well this year, but four of his five starts, he allowed between two and four runs. And Jorgie was a little better. Like he'd either allow six or he'd throw a shutout, but it just wasn't consistent enough with our batting wise. But yeah, we just, we just didn't have that dude that could really put us on his back for a whole series. That's fair. That's what you kind of need. But the question yeah. is, what do you got to give up to get that guy? That's what I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that question. I don't know. I'm going to have to hit like the weight even, room. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it, it'll really come down to a couple things, I think, for you guys next year. I think number one is you do have to put in individual efforts to improve, which you guys yeah. did in the offseason. I know Georgie did. I can see it. Yeah. How you guys, I've heard you guys have been practicing and stuff like that. So that factor's already there, and I think that would be magnified a bit if you did have that stud to like be yeah. comfortable behind. But so I think that's part of it is just individual improvement. I think that's been a big part of our success in the Mallards is that I did get better since we were, you know, we had yeah. a four and 11 season or whatever it was. Number two, I think would be, you kind of need to get lucky a bit in a draft pick because uh, I don't know what you can really give up unless it's like you guys make moves for like way in the future, do some crazy things, which could happen. But you know, a draft pick is always a chance, right? You never even know. You're yeah. number one overall, like who you're really going to get and how they're going to play. I mean, Grant's panned out pretty well. George's been great and getting better. Um, Georgie's been solid, number one pick. Barron's kind of had a great year last year, a little bit slower to start this season, so we'll mm-hmm. see how he progresses over time. But there is a little bit of, I mean, it's luck and skill. It's drafting well, but also just the player turning into what you think he can yeah. be. So it's going to be figuring out like which which spot do you need to trade for, and at that spot, what kind of value pick can you get? Because I don't think that even if you give up Georgie or you give up Cheatham or if you leave, I don't know that the Gators are going to be able to just like totally flip this team around in one year. I think no. a little bit of luck is going to have to be involved, just like for the Magic, how RJ turned into this amazing pitcher that no one yeah. we thought he'd be good, especially in a couple of years, but we had no idea it'd be like this right away. So I think if you can improve as individuals that stay on the team, as well as if new guys are brought in, whether through draft picks or trades, I think uh, there's got to be some just a hint of luck there as well. If you want to be a, a top team yeah. next year, I think it might take you know two years. We'll see. I don't know. A lot can change in a year in, in MLW, so I can't really say for yeah. sure. But so it makes it fun. No, I agree. I agree. Going back to the very first thing you said, real quick about like us putting in work. I've seen mm-hmm. probably like even on on the Instagram post today that was made about us, like two oh, or boy. three. You get like t- well, we were getting shredded, like shredded. Me especially because of what the Gators gave up for me. But more specifically, mm-hmm. like I saw comments like, "Oh, like they just really don't want to be good in this league. Like they don't care about winning in the MLW. Like it's just a bunch of friends hanging out on a Tuesday night. <laughs> like guys, like we do want to win. Like we actually do put in work in the off season to get better. They just do. wanted to put that I out. Remember. There. Yeah, like we do actually want to be good. Like we actually do try to get better. The effort's there. The heartbreak is there. The emotions yeah. are real. I'll tell you that. Chris is Chris, like, because Chris is so candid with his emotions. It, he cracks me up. Like he's good comic relief, I think, for you guys as things are going downhill for sure. Yeah, he, uh, you should you should see sometimes like after like a series like how negative and down. <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> he is. He is like like I swear to God, you would think that he's. I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe it. It is such a sad scene in our Gators group chat after some I of these bet. series. 
<laughs> well, at least you guys talk. I think when it was sad scenes amongst the Mallards two years ago, it was pretty much just like dead in that group chat post game. I wasn't saying nothing to anybody. I was like, like oh, we would try. We'd, like, we'd always home. we'd have Georgie like with his temper. He'd be like kind of like not like getting mad at us, but like he'd be like angrily typing like messages in his mm-hmm. phone. But you have Chris on the other side. He's like, dude, I just suck. He's like, I'm Yeah, that, that's what cracks me up. Yeah. I can remember against the Eagles. He's like, dude, he's like, I don't know, man. He's like, I've been working hard. He's like, and I felt so good coming into the year. We put it up on the magic big time. He goes, I'm going to have to hang it up. Like, I just don't have it. And I'm like, Chris, come on, buddy. Reel it in. It's so, like, like middle of the game he's saying this. I'm just dying laughing. Because he had a rough yeah. game. This is against the Eagles I'm talking about. He had yeah. a rough series. Last. A lot of strikeouts. And you could see him get, like, he was swinging and missing, just like, yeah. shrugging it off. And he come back to the bench. He's like, I just don't have it anymore, man. I'm like, Chris, come on. Get that head up. Let's go. It was like last week we were talking about it. And he's like, dude, for a bad year, I might be gone. One more bad year. I just don't oh know if I can do it again. <laughs> Uh, it is, it's hard, man. It's very, very hard. It's, I shouldn't say very hard. I've done many a harder things in my life, but yeah, it's not fun. You know, when you go, when you do try and you go out there and you make the trip and you, you look forward to a series for, you know, two, three weeks sometimes. Yeah. When you go out there and you lay an egg, you got to sit and live with that for another two, three weeks and then live through it again when the video goes out. You know what I mean? The, having a bad series is bad enough. And then the video going out yeah. is like an extra slap on the face after everyone yeah. sees it again. Ripple ball is one of those forces when you're when you're down, like they just kick you. Like you'll like for example, the Diamondbacks. Like I was in like an 0 for 10 rut. And then Jimmy came up and threw me three drops in a row. And the the one where I go sweet at that. I was yes. in like an 0 for 12 rut, and he just drops in three drop balls, and the last one hit the top of the pipe. I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? That's how it goes, dude. That's all, that's all you can do is walk back to the bench and say, Man, this is not it for me right now. Need some time, but I don't know if this is true for you guys either. But I was saying the video is extra slap in the face. I wouldn't say because for me, I wouldn't say it's because of the comment section too much. It's more so like my my friends, which are some of my closest friends. But you know who you are—the ones who text me. Like they'll just like start trashing me. Like they'll text me, like, "Dude, what are you doing out there? Like this, like you should like." And I'm like, "Shut up, man! Like, come on, I don't need this from you. You're supposed to be my friend." But I'll that's always you. annoying to deal with. Yeah, too. I'll fill you in a little see. Chris hasn't watched a series since the first series of the year. Oh, I'm sure he had that magic game one on loop. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. He has he hasn't watched a second of our series since the first series of the year. Yeah. It's it's not fun watching yourself strike out. It, I can tell you that right now. I've been playing this yeah. game long enough to know we, watching we, yourself we, strike out or make yeah. errors. Like if I was Chris, I don't know if I could stomach that error against the D backs, to be honest, we, ever. We I, don't, were, I think he could go to his grave without watching that and be totally fine. Yeah, we were in Nashville when that video dropped, and Jorgie's like, Jorgie's always <laughs> like, dude, come on, let's watch the video. Like, let's yeah. go. And me and Chris are sitting on the couch in Nashville. Like, why are we watching this right now? Like, all of our friends are outside. We're yeah. just like sitting there. We're just like, why do we have to watch this video? I wasn't even looking forward to watching the Mallard D-back series when I didn't get any hits, even though we swept them. Like, it's not fun watching yourself struggle, even though my team won. So, something to think about, too, as a fan. I I don't think fans probably think about that too much, what it's like for us when the videos come out. Not from just the comment section, but for us personally watching it, as well as family, friends, people that actually know us and can contact us directly, where we can't really avoid it as easily as the comment section. (laughs) When you have your friends in your family, or your friendly group chat, being like, dude, you're terrible. Like, (laughs) It's never, never luckily, all of my friends play in the league. 
like my main yeah. five friends. So it's a lot easier. Most of my friends don't say anything, but I yeah. have a couple. You know who you are if you're hearing this. I don't think they will. But anyways, uh, Jason, I don't want to harp on you too much anymore. It's been a funny episode, but yeah. uh, probably not super fun for you to talk about your your miserable season as a yeah, team, for sure. Whatever. But that's how it, it was, goes, man. Just hey, it's, what's, it's another, easy, what's another injury? It's easier what's the second time around. one more sprinkle of salt in the wound? Yeah, yeah it's easier the second sure. time around. <laughs> how about round three next year? Is that even not, let's not let's not get there yet let's hope we're not having this conversation next year no i really i really hope i have something to play for at I, this hope so. point. I hope you're not in cabo by week one of the playoffs next year that's for sure or bali wherever you said you were yeah but, uh, I anyways, jason appreciate it and thank you so much to everybody tuning in really appreciate it i picked out jason chadwick's gift for his girlfriend in new york and we'll see you all next week Hype it up, hype it up, hype it up, hype it up.